Do you want a smart lock, a 2K cam, and doorbell all in one? Now you can with Eufy, the Eufy Video Smart Lock E330. Easy to install. All you need is just a Phillips screwdriver. So easy that even I, yes, I figured out how to install it. It's a keyless entry, so no more fumbling for the keys, which, by the way, I didn't even have a key to my front door. Uh, yeah, I had to go through the garage, so I would be SOL if something were to happen, but not anymore with Eufy. It's keyless. You have no monthly fee, unlike other brands that charge monthly fees. Your recordings locally and never have to pay for storage, and the customer service is top-notch now. Let's be real. I didn't have to use it. I figured out how to use that Phillips screwdriver to install. Trust me, guys. I, I, I'm not lying to you. It is extremely easy. But if you have issues with your Eufy or installation, be rest assured Eufy's on standby for you 24-7 so you can enjoy a worry-free experience with an 18-month warranty. If you want to check it out, which I highly recommend you do, check out the Eufy Video Lock. That's E-U-F-Y Video Lock. Or visit eufyofficial.com forward slash video lock to see how you can gain complete control of your door. Welcome to the Arrowhead Attic Podcast. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Connor and Sterling Holmes. Welcome back to another edition of the Arrowhead Addict Podcast with Sterling Holmes and Matt Connor. I am Sterling Holmes. Um, my dog got a puppy. Dude has been attacking me. If his, I'm telling you right now, his favorite band is Slayer because it's raining blood around this house. Sorry, I had to do a bad pun to start the show off. Matt, welcome in. I apologize in advance for that. <laughs> We're 10 seconds in and you've already reached back into the 80s, which somehow you're like firmly planted there despite being young enough to like, can you drink? Uh, like I, is that possible? Yeah, I, I did last night. I did last night. So I can neither confirm nor deny the allegations set against me. <laughs> somehow you're still there in the 80s with, with, uh, do you ever tease your hair? Just, just for yeah. the nail of it. My, my goal is to look like D Snyder. That's my goal. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. Well, Matt, I'm extremely excited. A lot of Chiefs stuff to get into. We're going to talk about all about the Chiefs defensive free agents. Maybe a little Justin Houston talk in there as well. Before we dive in, I do want to give a huge shout out to our sponsor, uh, Manscaped. They have a new product, the Lawnmower 3.0. Um, it's 3.0. Wow. I don't know what voice that was there. The 3.0. I turned British for a second. It was it was pretty cool. Um, but you got to make mower. sure. The, the, the lawnmower. You got to make sure your jewels are shaved, eh? Isn't it? Pretty good, isn't it? Um, but no, they're, they're fantastic. Make sure you check it out. And again, if you use our code, our special code at FANSIDED20, you'll get 20% off your order as well as free shipping. Again, check it out. The lawnmower 3.0. Check it out at manscaped.com. Can I ask a question there? If you have a lawnmower 1.0, do you need to upgrade to three? I mean, you know, is it like an iPhone where it like starts to work poorly if a new version's out? Like, is, is there a whole, I don't know. We don't there, have to be talking about extra tools. The jewels, but extra tools. I mean, dude, my lawnmower is probably from, like I, you said, the 80s in, in my little shed. That thing is, <laughs> it's rugged. Wait, are we that talking? That boy is rugged. Now I don't know if we're talking 
Is this metaphor or are we talking like literal yard equipment now? You'll never know with me. That's the whole fun of this. There we go. That's the game. Let, <laughs> let's dive into the Chiefs. Last week, we did a little version of stay or leave with Chiefs free agents. Uh, looking at the offensive side of the Chiefs have a number of free agents. I mean, we're talking like nearly two dozen in terms of unrestricted, restricted, exclusive rights, free agents. So last week we covered most of the offensive ground. This week, let's play some stay or leave on the defensive side. First of all, Sterling, Dave Matthews. Have you heard the Dave Matthews? I can't say stay or leave without thinking of Dave. Like, have you heard that song? I'm not going to lie. When you say stay or leave, I think, should I stay or should I go by the clash? Again, we're going back to oh. British over here. Um, but no, every yeah, time I think of go. Dave Matthews, I, I just think of just singing in a terrible voice. Like I just think of, wow, what a fantastic band. And then all of a sudden he comes in and you're like, come on. Let's hear it. Let's hear your no. Dave Matthews. I can't do it right now. Let me hear yours first. You go first. But <laughs> I don't know. Here we go. <laughs> How, wait, how's this? Blah, 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 blah. Is that good? <laughs> that's that's pretty good. He had, yeah. He had this one song. It was like, he has the worst lyrics ever. By the way, we're not talking about Chiefs here and, and we're still going. But the, like Dave Matthews had some song, like one of the first hits. And it was like, if you write it out, it was like up and down the puppy's hair, fleas and ticks jump everywhere. And you're like, what? And he was like. I was there when the bear ate his head and thought it was a candy. It's like Dr. Seuss on acid. (laughs) It was, yeah, it's totally, it's totally meant to be like, you should not be sober in any way or without substance when you're listening to Dave Matthews. Well, he sings it and it's like, I was there. A candy. Anyway, I'm done well, now with Dave Matthews. I've well, tried it several times. Celebrate we will because life is short but sweet for certain. <laughs> and let's get into some let's cheese play. talk. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's play some stay or let's play stay or leave. Sterling is Dirty Dan staying or leaving Kansas City. He's got to stay. The, he's so valuable to Kansas City. I feel like it's a win-win situation. I don't think he would play elsewhere. He's one of those guys that I think he's most valuable on this Chiefs team. I think that's what fits him best. He's not a typical safety where you put him back there and no one's getting behind him. He plays well in this versatile role where he is, is he a linebacker? Is he a safety? What is he doing? Sometimes I don't think he even knows, but he ends up being in the right place at the right time. And I, I just, to me, he seems so valuable in Kansas City. And I don't know if another team would value his skill set the same way. And for that, I think Dirty Dan is going to stay in a Kansas City Chiefs uniform. For you, though, Alex Okafor, I want to hear what you have to think about him. Because every time I hear his name, I think of like a tree, like the oak tree for some reason. I, stupid, I know, but that's what I think about Alex Okafor. What do you think about Alex Okafor? I, I don't think of a tree. If, if, if it is a tree, it's one that's often uprooted and taken to the plant hospital and then <laughs> placed back in the soil. I I like Alex as a know what you get kind of guy. Like he's got the high floor where he's going to have consistent play. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. But at this point too, uh, there's also... With the age and the injuries, there's also the real question there of 
whether the lack of upside is worth it. Like it's worth it to get developmental talent on the field. He lost his job to Passanio um, this year already as the primary starter, even when he was healthy uh, opposite Frank Clark. So his role here um, was kind of done. And then he had separate stints in which he missed multiple games for various injuries. So, just at this point, it's you know, it, it's like Sammy Watkins on the opposite side, except he's not even, you know, as valuable. I like Okafor. I think he's going to have a nice, you know, I mean, I think he can re-sign somewhere on a one-year deal and 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 maintain employment in the NFL. But man, that's a hard. Uh, I, I just don't think there's any way to to bring him back. Do you? No, I think that'd be very tough. I'm with you. Kansas City's D-line going into this year was, I think, very highly touted. And I think the lack of production for almost everyone on that defensive line was pretty disappointing. And I think Alex Okafor was part of that equation. I'm with you. I think he'll still be employed in the NFL. I just don't think it's going to be in a Chiefs uniform. Well, let, let's move on. I want to ask you about cornerback Bashad Breland. What do you think of him, and what do you think of his chances to return? So I like Bashad Breland. I, I like him a lot. I, I think he's a very good cornerback. I know the penalties worry a lot of people. It doesn't worry me as much because in today's NFL, every cornerback will get penalized. The rule book is in favor of offense, of the wide receivers, of the quarterback, so th- you're going to get penalized. I think it's almost arbitra- uh, arbitrary sometimes. Like It's almost random sometimes what the refs are going to be calling in that specific game. So that doesn't bother me as much. And if you take away the penalties, he's been very solid. I'm not saying he's some elite lockdown corner, but he's very solid. He's a back-end one, a very solid number two cornerback. I just think that some other team will swoop in and offer him a Kendall Fuller type of deal. I know the salary cap is down this year, and that may hurt his market a little bit, but I still think he's going to get a very solid deal. I, I think Kansas City likes what they have in Legereus Sneed. Uh, I think they like what they have in Chavarius Ward. I think they like what they have in um, Rashad Fenton. I think the re-sign of DeAndre Baker means they're going to give him another shot. I think they're going to go young. I think this team has shown with Spags at the helm, they don't need some number one, some big-name dude to make this secondary – a force. So I think they go younger. I think maybe they do bring in a veteran, but on a cheaper deal. And that's not Bashad Breland. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. You brought up my favorite, my favorite part of this offseason for the chiefs is that they have Deandre Baker in their back pocket. And so like, I mean, as good as, as good as the young secondary already looks, don't forget Deandre Baker was the first cornerback off like like off the board in in the 2019 draft like the first one taken off the board and he was a first round pick um who knows where he was at on the chiefs board specifically but for those who are like i wish the chiefs would invest a big pick you know it like in the draft at cornerback they got that guy and he started 15 games that year in the big apple so while he's kind of a footnote at this point because 2020 was a lost season and we can get into those reasons on a future episode and really look at Baker, uh, I think it's important to note that they have a former first-round pick with a full year of starting experience with two years left on his rookie deal, maybe with the fifth-year option too if the Chiefs want it, um, like just waiting to play for them. So, uh, yeah, I, I I think you're right. I think I think Breland 
I also think Breland has priced himself out. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think all of that really makes sense. Well, I got a free agent for you. Damien, don't call him Charlie Wilson. Is he going to be leaving the Gap Band and starting his own gig somewhere else? Sorry, that was terrible. That's just some bad, bad jokes right here. But what do you make of Damien Wilson, and is he going to be in Kansas City next year? Yeah, let me say, normally I follow up your bad joke with another one just to try to help stick the landing, but but I'm just going to dive right in here because that was so bad. So I, I, yeah, I think Wilson is, um, I think Wilson is gone maybe, but I also think it's a real possibility if he's lingering in free agency, he's the kind of guy you bring back after the draft to see, you know, you, you want to see how the draft falls to you. So if the chiefs end up getting a, a, um, a linebacker, you know, fairly early, like I would say in the, in the heart of the draft, like rounds two through five, then I think Wilson is gone. But I think if the chiefs largely avoid the position or just add a flyer late in the draft, it would make sense to me to bring him back for some competition. You know, I, I mean, Wilson's an awesome, a great tackler. I, I mean, I love his, I love his attitude. He's, he's a real force. Um, you know, in, in that front seven in the in the run game, and I, I I think they could do worse than Wilson. And so, given his familiarity, if he's cheap enough and still there post draft, I could see it. But overall, I th- also think the Chiefs are ready to turn the corner and and um and maybe add another guy. You know, depend more on Willie Gay. I I I'm, I know you're excited to see Willie Gay Jr. more of him yeah. in 2021, right? Yeah, I, I was on the free Willie Gay Jr. train the entire season. I, my prediction was he was going to start week one. I kept going with the free Willies and nothing. That one really surprised me. I, I really thought Willie Gay Jr. was going to take the the bull by the horns and start week one because I still think he has the most talent at linebacker on this team. Obviously, something wasn't clicking. I don't know if it was a Dorian O'Daniel situation where we all thought Dorian O'Daniel was going to you know get a lot of snaps and then he couldn't somehow figure out the defense, and then Willie Gay Jr. seemingly was struggling to see the field. But I'm with you 100% on the game plan of Damian Wilson. He's he's a guy who I think is a 50-50 if another team's going to pick him up. It might be after the draft, and if that's the case, I wouldn't have any problems if Kansas City brought him back on a very cheap deal and said, hey, you're probably going to be splitting time. We pretty much only use two linebackers anyways with Hitchens and either you or Willie Gay Jr., he's a good insurance policy if he's still on the board after the draft. Let me ask you this, and let's linger here at linebacker. What do you make of the inability of Willie Gay Jr. to seize those early reps um, or even maintain like a consistent starting role late in the season? I mean, he was playing more, but it wasn't like every week getting all these reps. Uh, I mean, do you think that's a... Um, is that a coaching issue? Is that a player issue? Is that a developmental guy? And we just thought he wasn't as developmental. Like, like, do you interpret anything there? See, this is what makes it tough is because we saw the same thing before with Dorian O'Daniel and then now Willie Gay Jr. I don't want to say it's a trend because there's only two guys talk about a small sample size, but I don't know if that's a coaching issue because we've seen it at least more than once. I think we'll see Willie Gay Jr. start next year. Again, I could probably be wrong because I was wrong last year on him starting as a rookie, but they don't really start a lot of rookies. Juan Thornhill was a huge exception. So maybe 
they just didn't feel comfortable starting a rookie on a on a defense where they wanted maybe some more veteran pieces. When you're a championship contending, Super Bowl winning team, a lot of times you want to roll with the veterans. You don't want to throw in a rookie because maybe that rookie makes the big mistake. Yeah, he may have more upside, but he also maybe has more upside to let a big play happen. And I think that may have been their mindset. And maybe that's why Willie Gay Jr. wasn't seeing the field as much as we all thought he should. Yeah, it's really, here's what's baffling to me. Because you said, is it a trend? It's only two guys. But then I thought, what about Hitchens himself? I mean, the guy signs a $45 million deal and then largely doesn't play up to it. And, and you know, it's called one of the like biggest reaches or biggest overpays of that entire offseason in retrospect. I mean, I just got to wonder on the defensive line, we see guys play early and really surprise us. Mike Dana, Turk Wharton, same thing at cornerback. Legereus Sneed started week one and looked like, you know, an instant pro bowler, a ball hawk. Um, and then at linebacker, it's like, is there a, a problem identifying the right kind of talent and, and, or coaching them up? I, I don't know, but, but certainly Willie Gay well, Jr. is the latest example that has us scratching our heads. Very quickly, Matt, I, the only reason I would push back a little bit with someone like Legereus Sneed was that was more of necessity rather than the want right. to. Because if right. Bashad right. was there, he wasn't starting. But then obviously Legereus took it by the horns because he was phenomenal. And then even like Dana, that was some injury on the line which thrust him into a playing position. So I guess maybe you could say Spags and Andy Reid are going in a more young direction. But before Juan Thornhill, there was that stat of where basically no rookies started on a Spags defense. So maybe he's learning. Maybe he's yeah. buying into playing the young guys. But I guess this is a wait and see type of situation. Yeah, I agree. And we were talking about DeAndre Baker earlier. And remember, they signed him in November and we didn't see him until week 17. So the Chiefs do play it slow with some of these young guys as they as they come in. I, I agree. L- let me throw you a new name. Uh, what do you think of Mike Pinnell? Love the dude. I, I think he's a great story. But this year was probably a little bit of a letdown compared to what he was the year before. The year before, everyone's like, dude, Mike Pinnell is an actual game changer. And who would have thought they would be saying that? And then this year, he was he was fine in an extremely limited role. I think it's okay if he comes back. I, I don't see him signing a large contract. I don't even know if he's on another roster besides Kansas City. I think he's in a very specific run-stopping role. Um, you know, they like Chris Jones getting after the quarterback, and sometimes they want another another guy on the line there to stay back and stuff the run. If he's back, it's going to be a veteran type of deal. I think that the Chiefs have enough young guys that they see something see something with that they may turn to the Whartons, turn to the Derek Notties. I think that may make Mike Pinnell the odd man out. What do you think of this? Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Colin Saunders really is going to be motivated to step up. It also wouldn't surprise me to see the Chiefs add maybe even a higher than expected draft pick there because Derek Naughty is going to be hitting the end of his rookie deal and Chris Jones is going to get more expensive. And given the time it can often take for some of those interior guys to really grow into their NFL selves, it would make sense for the chiefs to get ahead of that curve and maybe use a second or third round pick 
um, despite the talent already there, it's the kind of seed you want to plant now rather than later. So yeah, I think that makes Pinnell a little, um, you know, an, an extra heading into 2021. Yeah, and I like Mike Pinnell. He seems like a great dude. It's just it's one yeah, of those ones, for sure. and, and you you always hate not talking bad because we're not talking bad, but you always hate like not saying there's some superstar when you really like the guy, and you have to be like they're kind of expendable, and then you feel bad. That's how I always feel because <laughs> like, dude, these are NFL players, and he's like 330 pounds. He could kick my ass, and I'm just sitting here being like, I don't know if the Chiefs should bring him back, and I'm like, dude, he's right, twice my weight, right. you know, <laughs> but. Right. Right. The one for you who I, I want to talk a little bit about as well is TK Tano Passigno. What do you think of him and his chances of coming back? Mm. Uh, you know, I'll go back to here. Uh, one, I'm a huge, like I'm, I may be the world's biggest John Dorsey apologist, right? So, you know, he, he went Mahomes, then Passigno, then Kareem Hunt in successive rounds in that, you know, wonderful draft for the chiefs. And when he drafted, uh, passing you, know, he said, Hey, we're looking at a Sean Jones kind of guy, which, you know, you're talking about a guy who had more than a hundred sacks in the NFL as his comparison, but Dorsey loved his measurables. Now we also knew he was making the leap from Villanova. And over the last four years, we've just never seen it translate. He has the length. He has the strength. He has the speed. Um, or you know, or the agility. I'll say um, the athleticism and everything is there, and yet he hasn't really grown into the sort of like overall package that maybe we were expecting to see. So I will say those developmental guys can take some time. You know, uh, Shaq Barrett is is doing very well these days. Ogba was doing very well after being considered a bust in the second round out of Cleveland. Sometimes these guys take until they're 26, 27 to really hit the ground running. And it would break my heart to see that happen for Passigno outside of Kansas City. That said, the Chiefs aren't in a position to spend. And I think that blend of measurables is going to make someone salivate and go, let's try it. Yeah, that's a very good point. If some team comes and says, we see the potential, we have time, and we have the cap space to make this work. I could see him going to another team. I would love if Kansas City brought back TK. All the reasons you said. He was at Villanova. You know, it's not like he was in the SEC going up against those NFL type of offensive linemen week in and week out. He's basically on a basketball team playing football. Uh, (laughs) Dude has the athleticism. He's an extremely intelligent, smart guy. I had a chance to talk with him, and you're like, this dude could be anything he wanted. If he wanted to be a doctor, you'd be like, okay, that makes sense. Like, He is a very intelligent, smart guy. He's going to pick up any sort of scheme or any sort of fit that you want him to play in. He could do it. I just don't want to give up on him too soon because you see the glimpses. And the glimpses are so tantalizing. You're just sitting there going, he could bat balls down with his with his length and his height. He can get to the quarterback. He has so many 
so much upside. And maybe he's one of those guys like that for me, the comparison would be like Mondesi in baseball where you're like, don't give up on him. And he could be like 35 and you're still sitting there talking about potential. But that's how I feel like I'm going to be with PK because <laughs> I think it's there still. And I don't want him to do it on another team. And I'm going to be so irritated if he goes to another team, puts it together, and then you see him terrorize uh, this Chiefs offensive line. That would just crush me. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Chris Ballard replace Justin Houston in Indy with trying to get Passanio on just a cheap two-year deal with incentives and um, and see how that could work with their young defense. Yeah. No, and that would make a lot of sense. The Colts and, and Ballard, they love to go with some of the former Kansas City players. They obviously have a good connection. I thought TK was going to play a lot more this year. I thought this was going to be his breakout season. I was I was betting on it. I was like, if someone's going to have a breakout year on the defense, I was like, TK is going to be that dude. And it just didn't really happen. Let's, uh, let's do one more, and then we'll take a real quick break. I want to talk. Let's bring in the taco truck. Taco Charlton. What do you got? <laughs> Stay or leave? Uh, he's got a great nickname. He makes fantasy football. Uh, gives you some good, good names there. Not as good as Chad Henney. Drunk off Henny or anything is possible are both fantastic. Uh, Taco Charlton, he's one of those guys where I, he, he had some hype around him because he was that high draft pick and he, he's another potential guy. He was okay. He didn't really play much. Uh, if my choice is between TK or Taco Charlton, I'm going TK 10 times out of 10. I, I don't have strong feelings either way. He's not going to be a lot of money. I don't see any team at this point going, you know what? Let's bring in Taco Charlton for a two year, $10 million contract. I don't even see that being anywhere as an equation. Um, I guess I don't have strong feelings about Taco. If I had to choose, I would say he's not back next year. What do you have to say? Uh, That's all I have to say too. Yeah, I'm with you. I think (laughs) it's a late summer signing. If he's still there and, and we have room, yeah, I could see it. I will say this. Let, let's get your opinion on real tacos. Soft shell, hard shell. Do you have do you have taco related opinions outside of Charlton? Uh, well, since I'm an adult, I will uh, I will go with hard shell tacos. As a kid, yeah, I'm like all about the soft shell. But now that I'm an adult, I'm like, give me the hard shell. Give me the crunch. <laughs> what about you? I, is that an adult thing? Because I'm still I'm soft shell McGee, man. I'm Dude, like, grow up. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want a job. It's like I pick up a plate, eat it, it crunches, and then it like turns into something I got to put back together. You, second, I, no you way, get man. two meals. See, you get two meals out of it. <laughs> if I wanted handheld nachos, I would just order. I'll take the handheld nachos, please. Soft. Soft. Anyway. I'm disappointed in you, Matt. And just for that, we'll be right back after this with more Chiefs Talk. Welcome back to the Arrowhead Addict Podcast. I am Sterling Holmes, Matt Connor. You're, you're, you're two dudes. Obviously, it's not it's not Matt Verderam. It's not Patrick Allen because you hear a lot more dad jokes slash bad jokes on this on this I guess show. It's kind of fun. So we give you both. You get two options. You get the, you get the analysis and then you get <laughs> bad Skid Row jokes. It's what it's, pick your poison. You know, poison. Pick your poison. I Would met Bell Bib DeVoe. Oh, you went a different Ooh. route, and I'm proud of that. You went with the Bell Bib well, De- I, DeVoe route. I was going to ask, would you go 80s band or Bell Bib DeVoe poison? I, I have a heart for both, so I, I don't know what I would say there. Uh, so I met Brett Michaels. 
fantastic dude, super nice. It was Rat and Poison. Hell of a concert. So much hair going on. And by the way, every time I think of Every Rose Has Its Thorn, how many times did it take Brett Michaels, you know, the, the intro with the deep sigh? You know, he's like, oh. Like, like, like how many times did they have to record that? I mean, I don't know. Maybe he just is a natural sire. Yeah, it could be. I, I've never really thought about that. And as many times as I've heard that song, yeah. That's how yeah, my that's brain works. You don't want to get in this mind, man. I have a lighter lit right now. So I'm I'm all for this conversation. Anyway, let's get back to Chiefs. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I've read a few sites where they do their free agent projections of who's going to land where or whatever. And I've seen Justin Houston's name attached to the Kansas City Chiefs in a potential reunion several times. Like it? Don't like it. I like it from a football standpoint. I like it if you can somehow get away from the Frank Clark deal. I don't like it from a, I don't know how the fans will take it. I don't know if fans will welcome Justin Houston back in with open arms or if they're still upset about the large contract, the underperforming, the injuries, and then he goes to Indianapolis and has two very, very, very solid seasons. So from a football, purely football standpoint, I think, yes, I would absolutely love Justin Houston back in Kansas City. And I have no hard feelings against him. I Injuries happen. You sign large contracts. Bleep happens. But from a actual perception, I don't know how if he'll be welcomed back with open arms. What do you think of Justin Houston back in Kansas City? Yeah, yeah. I, I can understand everything you're saying. I could honestly care less about anyone who wants to hold something over Justin Houston said the guy had a 22 sack season. He was just, I mean, it was so much fun to watch that defense in general. And, and he was just incredible. Anyone in his position would have signed that contract. Anyone in his position would have, would have jumped at that chance for the big or held out for the big money. Um, And then the injuries, you know, I mean, so, what do you do? Anyone would have done the same. Injuries happen to anyone. Those are hardly his fault. And then anyone probably also would have been a little offended if the Chiefs had pass rushers already in-house and then looked like they would move heaven and earth to not have you anymore. I mean, right? Like, yeah. like Brett, Veach, Brett Veach basically looked at the house. Imagine touring a house and you're the homeowner. You're like, oh, let me show you around. And then they tour around and then and then after they buy it, they go, yeah, we're just going to level the whole place. You'd be like, oh, I guess they hated everything we'd ever did with it. Right. So, so, I mean, you know, like, like D Ford gone, Alan Bailey, you can walk Justin Houston, you're released. I mean, it was, it was Eric Berry. See you later. I mean, that whole defense, Brett Beach was just like, I'm done. I'm done watching this unit. So if, if Houston took that personally, I mean, how do you blame him? I, I just, I just think Justin Houston acted like any of us would at every aspect of that, of that journey. And so him coming back, I, I just have no qualms about, man, if he's got something left and he wants to finish with the team that he, that he, that he was you know drafted by, let's do it. I guess that's a realistic question is, does he even want to come back? Does he feel there burnt? You go. 
Does he feel burned? I mean, honestly, does he feel like, like you said, does he feel burned or scorned? And if that's the case, you know, would he want, I think his market is going to be pretty hot. You know, I I don't think it's going to be maybe as hot as a JJ water Von Miller, which whether it's right or wrong, that's for you guys to decide, but his numbers have been good. They've been consistent. And some team I could see giving him a solid size deal and will Kansas City even be in the running for that? And, and will he even want to come here on a quote unquote team friendly deal? There's a lot of questions here. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you brought up Watt, you brought up, um, who else did you bring up? Uh, Von oh Miller. yeah. Von Miller. Yeah. You know, Bud Dupree. <laughs> Uh, Bud Dupree's probably going to hit the the market too, maybe from the Steelers. Is your David Clowney? There's a lot is of he? is he a yep, free agent? Yeah, I think so. He, I think so. There are a lot of very intriguing names out there. Um, there's a lot of need too, so I'm not saying to expect like some cheap deal or something. But but there's a lot of interesting pass rushing names out there. It's going to be a lot of fun to see how these musical chairs play out in free agency. Yeah. No, there's a lot of names and there's a lot of team need, especially in today's NFL. When you see how valuable getting pressure on the quarterback is, that's what makes me nervous that none of these guys, I mean, if Frank Clark's getting 20 million a year, then yeah, there's going to be some dudes getting paid. Man. Well, that wraps up another edition here of the Arrowhead Addict podcast. My name is Matt Connor. Sterling, you want to say bye? Uh, Bye everyone. You've been listening to Arrowhead Addict. You can find us on Twitter. You can find Sterling at HomestretchKC. You can find me at MattConnorAA. You can also find everything we write and talk about uh, on site at ArrowheadAddict.com. Stay tuned later this week for another episode uh, featuring Patrick Allen and Matt Verderam. Otherwise, we'll see you next week. Thanks. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.